just do it with me. Fine. Everyone's got to Bunny has to, you know, uh, wait. Bunny, Bunny has to do it. Okay, because now she's hosting. Okay. Who's doing what? Oh, one. Oh, two. Oh, three. Oh, four. Oh, do you feel your, your sex, sex life is quite lame? The Bunny Podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange. The Bunny Podcast. Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted Podcast. <laughs> 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 Whoa, that was awful. What? Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we're always completely unprepared and we talk about kink, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab for Pajama Erotica in which nobody is wearing a pajamas except for is Mew. Mew, Mew's Mew. just naked Mew's in a naked. blanket. That is her pajamas. I'm Kathy. I'm Unger. I am Cal Boogie. And I'm Bunny. Yay! Yay! Bunny's here! This is this is show 152. This Please is describe <laughs> what we're seeing here. Look, uh, if Bunny's going to sit in the chair and co-host, Bunny has to do it Bunny's goddamn <laughs> She's way. She's got her feet up. <laughs> She's got her feet up on a chair. She's holding a stuffy. She has like three stuffies, blankets around her. She has Digibear, which is a big giant, uh, like... Black light orange bear pussy. face right in her fucking bunny I mean, cooch. I see other people host and they just come in and sit in the chair and they with just nothing. Don't, and I'm like, you could make this so much better. <laughs> you oh. could just accessorize. She's putting us all to shame. You could accessorize. <laughs> and of course, now Muse on the table, just like, meh, she doesn't have her part. Well, here's the thing. You know, all these times, like, Bunny's here, Bunny's here, she's been participating more in the show, she has more opinions, and I'm like, you know, other than drunk Bunny birthday a couple months ago, she's never yeah. sits with, she has stuff to stay. That was so the most she did. That was the most, and that, bunny by show. the way, the drunk Bunny show, the picture that Mew caught of her just kind of <laughs> drunk <laughs> against the wall is the best. Like, that is every spring break picture ever all wrapped up into one. It was amazing. But I figured, let's get, you know, let's just, hey. Just put her in the freaking I mean, chair. Jesus, creepy sits in the chair half the time. Well, that so means anybody can sit there. Anyone can do it <laughs> if it's creepy. <laughs> it's so, uh, so anyway, I Bunny. I don't know if that's an insult to Bunny or creepy. But no, I, I have no <laughs> idea. All I know is it's been just, it's been an insane week. And Bunny, yes. b- speaking, I'll just start with a Bunny story. Tell us a Bunny story. <laughs> Last night. Um, so Bunny has had this fantasy, this kind of, and Bunny, both Bunny and Mew have had this fantasy of kind of, you know, like, Hey, I want to be asleep and I want you to wake me up in the middle of the night. It's Boogie's home for wayward girls. It's like, yeah. It's so like, I'm the, I'm the dirty headmaster. Dirty headmaster. And so I am waking her up in the middle of the night and saying, come with me. Mm. And then I take her down the hall and there's a room with some candles and then I'm going to give her extra education or I'm going to discipline her for things that she has done inappropriate. And this is something we are not going to share with the other students or faculty. And so she creepy. comes and then, and it is, it's a totally, you know, just horrible. Look, look, she's just smiling like a cat, so hot. like a cat that ate like six canaries. So last night, you know, you know, we all in, and I'll tell I'll, I'll talk more about um, you in a second, but, um, so it just worked out that everyone was asleep, of course, except me. It's like four in the morning, and I wake up, and I'm like kind of horny. And, uh, 
<laughs> and uh, and I know I know Muse just like go take Bunny, <laughs> <laughs> like just throws Bunny under the bus constantly when I wake up and I'm like rawr. So I'm like, hey, if this is going to happen, we're going to do it now. So I get up and I start prepping and I put on, you know, I put on a shirt, you know, like a dress shirt and pants and I get the blankets and a little, you know, her Hitachi or a little vibrator and, you know, I get all the blankets and everything, a couple candles and I go and I set up the schoolroom in the dungeon, you know, fourth, whatever in the morning and I set it all up like the dark, creepy, you know, like place i'm you know like the little cove i'm gonna bring her to and i'm like this is all gonna be good and i'm gonna fucking just shut the door and lock us in and that's gonna be fucking great and and so i go in i have a flashlight now then mew has night terrors and she will (laughs) shit and kick and fucking knife you and eat your throat out so i'm still a little sensitive to that because we've had a lot of stories about that so i kind of come in and i'm like hello and so i'm like how do i address her so i'm like I call her by her like her name, and 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 I just hear, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point I I know, <laughs> and and I, and I like and I shine the flashlight kind of like so she can see me because it's pitch dark in there while keeping it away from while you. keeping it away from me <laughs> and I'm like I need you to come with me right now, and I grab her ankle and this is gonna be hot right because she's been waiting for this and I kind of get this like, uh. <laughs> Like, do we have to <laughs> now? And I'm like, just commit. And I'm like, get up, follow me right now. <laughs> and so she's like, mm-hmm. so she starts to like lumber off the bed. And I bring her in. And so I, she's now sleepy eyed, just half, just not even awake, just kind of, you know. And I take her into the room and I, she sees the candles and now I can see she's starting to, the cogs are going like, oh, this is the thing. I actually (laughs) want this. And I go in and I put her in and I say, go over there. And I turn around and I close the door and let me do a little backstory real quick. Okay. So, um, we have some groups in here that come in, and some of them are a little messier than others. Uh-uh. Some of the renters. Oh, God, And no. so they create problems that are very kind of bad. And the promoters are awesome. So I'm like, let's just work with you. And, you know, I'm just going to close off this room so you don't um, have the ability to use it. And they're totally cool. They're like, yeah, our guys are pigs. It's fucking, you know, let's just keep that room so they don't. So the schoolroom was that room because there's a lot of props and stuff in there and, and you know And guys are pigs. Guys are pigs yeah. and they want to do a lot of stuff on it that's uh, yeah, bad. So th- like l- a couple weeks ago uh, their party was coming up and I'm like, "Okay, well I got to do it. and I didn't have the key for the door, so I'm like, "Okay, well I'm going to fuck with the locks." And so I I disassembled the lock and then I found out, "Oh, you can just lock it from the front." So I had taken the lock apart. And so I couldn't get the lock back together, Kathy. So I'm like, okay, fuck it. Well, you know, never close this door. And so I put the half of the lock down and then I put it away. So it only has a knob on the front and then you just lock it from the front. And then those guys couldn't get in. We'll fix it later. Got it. So later hadn't happened yet. Oh, boogie. So, Kathy, when I closed the door. Yes. There's now no handle. Oh, nope. Come on. on the door 
that I just closed. How do you do this? At four in the morning. And <laughs> Bunny's just shaking her head going, I and don't all know. of a sudden I close the door and I realize instantly what has just occurred and I go oh. <laughs> There goes your boner. <laughs> and I'm just and in my mind I'm like, We're not gonna die. The worst that's gonna happen is we're gonna be in here a few hours until Mew wakes up and then she'll let us out. <laughs> It'll be a great story. <laughs> Commit to the role play. <laughs> so I, I just try to like, I just, this all happens in one second. I go back. I start doing talking really dirty and degrading. And, and then we fuck and, you know, and she had toys and, you know. And so, you know, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, how am I going to get out of this room yeah, I and had, keep her in the headspace. I had no idea that we this is awesome. he was very good at just playing it off because I had no idea. But the, the whole consummate time, performer. But the whole time I'm going back, do I climb over the roof? And I'm like, dude, hard on. Viagra, just no. work together, please, because I can't not think of some shit. Oh. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, and it's, it's going to be awkward, and she's claustrophobic, and is she going to get oh. kind of weird? And so you, but you got through it. So, so, or no. So, well, I mean, we got through. She, she had a happy ending, and that was great, and it was dirty and whatever. And then I'm like, I got to figure out how to get this door open because I ain't got no tools, and I got to figure out how to get the fuck out of this room. And still keep in the role play so she doesn't panic. And I'm like, stay there. I'm going to open this door that we're locked in. <laughs> locked in. There's no handle. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and there's a mail slot in the middle of the door. And so, because it's, I, I don't know I why, because it, it used to be, it used to be the library. So I shove my arm through, and it's not going through. Nope. And so I'm like, "Come and put your arm through." And she's now she's starting to get the idea. There ain't no motherfucking handle on that door. <laughs> you dumbass locked us in this motherfucking. Room that was the look on her face. At four in the motherfucking <laughs> yeah. fucking morning to fuck me in this room. Oh, buggy. and so she. <laughs> to reach and she can't reach and all of a sudden i'm looking at the roof because it's a drop ceiling and i'm like well if i could get up there i could just kind of lob my fat fucking broken (laughs) ass over that thing or you know and she's like i was not gonna be stuck in that room so (laughs) she just like back to bed like like a ninja literally because i i didn't think the thing was turning because i tried turning it and when she just stuck her teeny fingers in there and just went And you heard it just go, and she pulls the door open, and I'm like, very good. You did very, very good. Now back to bed with you. And I'm trying to keep in character in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you, imaginary spaghetti God Jesus. I did not want to be stuck in this fucking room. So, but he's like, you're not leaving me in here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, go to bed, and remember, you, don't, just seems you like- don't tell anybody. <laughs> Every single one of your role plays goes just, slightly wrong. I just, I just, I just. Don't. But did you have fun, honey? I had a lot of fun. <laughs> That's good. That's good. The end result was good. So, perverted podcast listeners, if you are, um, go. You, you got to look at all the, the things. Yep. T- step by step, make a little checklist. If you take a doorknob off a door. Maybe yeah, maybe you that. could start with that boogie. Maybe you could start with let's remember to put the doorknob back 
together. It was a very complicated doorknob. Uh, like no. these, it was like one of these 1970s no. locksmith things. It wasn't like a crappy. If you, you know, took it apart, you could have put it back together. Well, I apparently I couldn't because yeah. I tried. It was one oh, of those weird. Boogie. Like you go to spend the buy the t- like I you buy the t- ten dollar one. And that thing's two screws, bam, it's on. This one's like, turn this way, origami. Well, that's probably a good thing. If yeah, left I, I'm on. sure, but for a hallway door with a schoolroom, we don't need an industrial lock. I, I don't think... You're trying to find a reason why your fuck-up was not your fuck-up. Kathy, up. I bought, because summer's coming, <laughs> I, I bought this. air conditioners. What is this? It's a these, handheld These little... are new air conditioners, Kathy, that I bought that are... <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You just hold it and squeeze it. 99 cent score. Did you get me one? That's yours. You just put it in front. The Shut one you're up, holding. Really? Yeah, that's yours. <gasps> so now when you get... Um, I don't think it's listener I, friendly. Now when I'm traveling in my car with no AC, I could just go... That's... that's One hand on the wheel, one hand on my... <laughs> this is what action. we do because the air conditioner is <laughs> not good enough in here. Right. So... Okay, let me check in with Unger because we haven't seen him in, what, two weeks? Unger. No, he Unger. was here last week. Was he? Wasn't he? No. no. Oh, he was Paper Unger was here. Oh, okay. Right, right. Unger! Yes, Boogie. <laughs> Unger, do you know anything about locks? Uh, I think uh, he knows enough not to undo a door <laughs> uh, I've, I've had some incidents where I've had to... Um, Kick a door? <laughs> remove doorknobs and replace them later. If I would have had a flathead screwdriver, I could have just pulled the pin out and taken the hinges out. But there was no, like, what am yeah, I going right. to do? Uh-huh. Those things are painted in uh-huh, there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I can't, you know. You I, can give all the reasons Fortunately, <laughs> she. I mean, I'm sure I would have figured out. Yeah, Unger. yeah. Yes. I would have figured out. It does turn. You just got to be able to wrench it a little bit. And my big, fat, fucking stupid retard fingers don't. Th- whatever. Whatever. Unger, what, what's going on in the chat room? Um, well, the 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 server kind of just crashed on us, so we're back in. Now. Uh, see, we're ghetto. <laughs> um, got some new folks. Arbor's in for the first time. Welcome, welcome to the magic. Welcome. And we're talking about we 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 apparently well the potato mayhem stories were done out of order. Oh, so you told them? Well, I always tell them what the topics are. Oh, okay. So, so we're now waiting. talking about spaceballs. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Well, so I guess we had it. <laughs> That's why I just left it at that so you can move on. Okay. What the hell? What are you doing? Brother, fix my pillow. Brother, brother, fix my pillow. Why I, is I Mew laughing? I don't what's happening here. Oh, I don't either. I want I'm Churro. lost too, Unger. So, <laughs> I got to tell the story. So Mew finished her. Mew finishes her MCAT and I'm like, Pumpkin, <laughs> Pumpkin, you have worked so hard. You just go ahead, and if you want to play video games for you know, a little while, you just go <laughs> right ahead. Just get in the bed and just just do it. So, and then you regretted it. It's now <laughs> been ten fucking days, Kathy. Ten fucking days, and Jabba the Mew has not moved. From the fucking bed. She literally just, she has all of the blankets around her in like this cocoon and her laptop is open and she just barks out so orders mean. and, belly, <laughs> belly, rub my belly. <laughs> I, I think you're exaggerating I swear slightly. To God. Belly, What'd you say? SpongeBob. What did you say? SpongeBob. Did you say SpongeBob? Daddy, SpongeBob. 
You does not sound like that. I bring her food. It's like I got to wear protective gloves. I mean, she Look, is she's not. Pouty. She is not. I swear to God, the fact that she peeled herself off the goddamn bid just to be on the. <laughs> now she's laying on so the table. Mean. I swear to Poor God. Poor I thought she would get bored. She did not. Who would get bored of being she, catered to? She's not. I mean, she just sits and plays the same game. You have game. nobody to play but yourself. I thought she would just be like, okay, you know, a couple days. Okay, I, I roll off. Said, so, <laughs> 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 there I my battery charger. What? There I my battery charger. What? Get your battery charger. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making her sound so horrible? <laughs> That's what she fucking sounds like. Look at that. She face. can't even get up to get her fucking battery charger. I go, it's fucking like literally on the floor. A foot. There I go, the battery charger. I'll get you the battery charger. <laughs> I have no sympathy for you whatsoever. Fine, here's your battery charger. <laughs> <laughs> my back hurts. Yes, your back hurts because you have been lying in bed for fucking 12 days. Oh, I love her, but today I'm like, we're going to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkin, we have to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> but video game. No, we can't play video games. So mean. Do you want Iwanga? want Iwanga. <laughs> Jabba the Mule. Stop speaking Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we didn't finish with Unger. I'd like to know where he was the last two weeks. Where'd you go? Uh, the last two weeks have kind of not been fun, and I really don't want to talk much about it. Okay. I A lot of it's been we, work. We don't rate. Some other family and personal stuff. Oh, okay. Unger, I, I hope whatever is going on, you know you have our support. And, and you know you were missed, you know. <laughs> Hey, you don't have to talk about. Sh- Why do you give no, us no, no, that look? Just, I'm just saying, I, I've also given you a heads up, and you're like, "No, you can't do that." What? what are you For about? September? No, well, I don't want you to leave. I, I didn't know it was because there was shit going on. I we thought always you were just, give you shit. You're Come just on. like, I'm going camping. Fuck you, bitches. No camping was canceled. <laughs> Thank you. Oh man, still no, no, no update on the the equipment from the that. Stolen either. equipment. Oh Jesus Christ! That really. Blows. Well, I'm sorry. I am sorry right. that, that you had a rough time. It's all right. But, uh, it's we do. Looking we are, forward. We are. Ha- yeah, that's right. We're happy you're here. Going, going on. Kathy's looking got her. Looking forward to, to, to my vacation in, in September, or yeah. I won't be here for three weeks. Notice how I just had to slip that in there? I did. <laughs> vacation for three just weeks. Just three, three. Oh, very Wait, funny, Muttley. Doing a Muttley? Bella. Top deck. What? <laughs> I had to go make cookies or like bake cookies. <laughs> don't act as if you don't have a say in this. You love it. Being a daddy. <laughs> look at the look on her face. <laughs> was she, she really did like so that, good. Bunny? Yeah. Uh, well, I was cuddling with her on the bed today, and she was going through their 50 pages of like 50 items on each page for her video game, and she was going through every single one of them. It probably <laughs> took like 17 hours. Know, literally, her attention span is just amazing. Amazingly <laughs> focused. Like, if well, you would not like she could turn it if, off. She, it's what? It's not like she could turn off her. Yeah, yeah, she can. She just closes the lid. No, no. And then, like, she all went from being, you know, focusing on her her sure. test for uh, eight hours a day to focusing on, on video her games video for games. twenty-six I hours see. a this day. This is to be commended. It, what are you, a fucking her agent? Smile. She just smiles <laughs> from right. ear to ear. Do you get a you video what? game commission for pimping this? I'll on? tell you, Creative Explorer got the Nintendo Switch. 
And oh, he, Jesus. He got for himself uh, Zelda, right? Legend of Zelda. And he figured, I'm not really into Mario, but Kathy is, so I'll get that for her. So I've been playing Super Mario Odyssey till my eyes are ready to bulge <laughs> out. God. <laughs> You know what subliminal messages, and they're just oh literally God, here planting, we go, Mr. Conspiracy Theory. Flat Earth space roaches in our brain. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, I don't know what this means, but what is what is this? this you put it on. I don't know uh, what it is. It's a story about creative expression. I want to hear it. I want to okay. hear it. You know what? Because I don't care. Don't I, I don't care? care. We we have stuff to talk about. This is we have stuff. All right. God damn it! I just. Right. I need to have fun today. Our listeners need to just hear that we're happy. Oh, God. And you just assume any story with... The, all right. Turn that stupid <laughs> fan off. So, uh, as everybody knows who's been listening, Boogie and I are dealing with trying to stay on diets because we need to lose weight. And yes. it's Chronic, tough. yes. And, it uh, really hard. And I... Lifelong um, struggles yes, for both of us. Exactly. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not too keen on the word term food addict because I've been reading up a lot on it and I don't think uh, well compuls- it compulsion it could, is, compulsive you, overeating yes. for certain reasons reading food addict is a little harder physiologically I'm, I'm open to it I don't I haven't read enough on it but yet the, but the what you'll find is is it's what happens in the brain the obviously you can't stop eating food you will die you right. can stop heroin you can stop drinking so food addict is more of the term of what happens to your brain when you're in that compulsion. Right. But you can't, that can subside. You can stop that. Sure. Yeah. It is an extreme compulsion. It's something that I've um, uh, you know, had to deal with all my life. My mother used to tell this story of how my sister and I, because we're twins, would be sitting in our high chairs and she would eat maybe half of her meal. I would eat all of mine and proceed to finish to hers. hers yeah. I mean, I can't remember a time where I wasn't with this need to eat like as much as I can. Like I'm starve to yes. death. Or, yeah. It's horrible. So uh, it's been a struggle. And in December, I decided I, I got to do this. And I knew that it was going to be hard. And I knew it was going to be a lot of ups and downs. But in the end, it would be a, a learning experience. And I would try and get back in touch with myself sure, and sure. What, what I can do and what I can't do. Um, so it's a funny thing that when the fattest person you know goes on a diet, mm-hmm. it's like... A virus because suddenly everybody around you goes on a fucking diet. Everyone I know is on a diet. It's great. I don't know. Maybe it fills them with shame. I don't know what, or they don't want to be get left behind. Or or they were looking. Or they were looking for that opportunity to jump in the church. And here's and and here it is. So everybody. So creative explorer. My point is, he is on a diet because he's thinking he needs to lose some weight. He's not very heavy guy, but you know, he wants to lose some weight. His blood pressure is a little bit high, so. So uh, a couple of days ago, more than a couple of days ago, we were talking about, and I'm just going to give a very little backstory sure. as I can, but um, he was saying that a coworker was telling him, wow, you, you've lost, you're, you're on a diet, that must be really hard. And he said, no, uh, I don't, it's not hard. Uh, it can't be hard. It's not possible for it to be hard to stop from eating. It's just unpleasant. Uh-huh. And so it sparked this whole conversation where I was asking him, I don't understand what the distinction is in your mind between the term hard and unpleasant. And I, I still didn't get it. We talked a lot about it. Um, and I got to say that coming from someone like self who has a compulsion to eat that is so difficult to get through, to hear that, I, I thought to myself, well, actually, that might make some sense because it's not like Creative Explorer knows what that a compulsion, a compulsion that strong a, feels like possibly if he did he might 
use that adjective instead of saying it's just unpleasant. So he obviously is not having as hard a time as I am, and I watch him as I watch any one of my friends who doesn't have a hard time with it. Um, simply walk away from food after yeah, my dad's a like tiny that. Bit. Oh, I gotta yeah. lose three pounds I'll just stop eating this I know whereas I have to stop eating non-stop <laughs> yeah. just to lose yeah, just a pound <laughs> can't even look at a Ritz fucking cracker <laughs> unless I fucking want to kill myself exactly and <laughs> so last night uh, I had cooked us some dinner and I was at his place and so we're sitting across the table and we're eating we're talking and we finished and I noticed he still has three little pieces of chicken just sure. lying there and I, it's one of those things that I just don't understand. Yeah. How can somebody leave three pieces of chicken? I would be devouring them. You, sure, can't, leave you can't leave food, food. on you will the starve plate. To death. Yes, exactly. So I'm looking at it, I go, you're not going to finish that? And he goes, no, my body tells me, my body knows when uh, I'm done eating. <laughs> you motherfucker. <sighs> Did he really say oh that? Oh my god! <laughs> I wanted to fucking throw something at. I wanted to scream. Well, your mouth, just... motherfucker, don't know when to shut up, so your body ain't listening. Your body ain't listening to your motherfucking mouth because this foot is about to go up your motherfucking ass. Oh my god! That's how I felt. That's what I wanted to say. Well, Lottie, fucking dad, Mr. Man, excuse me for not having a body that doesn't know. Because your so. mind don't know when to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I swear to God, when he said that, you should have like leaned over in the chair and just farted. Just leaned over and go, look what my body knows how to do, you piece of crap. You pretentious. Are you fucking kidding me? My body knows when I'm really happy. I'm so going to do that. Now. Just fart. Just hey, look what my body knows how to do. Look what my body knows how to do. That's what I think of your fucking body. <laughs> your body and mouth aren't having good conversations. Because you just say inappropriate shit all the time. <laughs> and then just smile. Just look at him. Kind of just like with a sly grin. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Look, my body's having a conversation with your body. And then throw a blanket over his head and pull it down to your ass. Stop <laughs> it. Look what my body can do. <laughs> Sorry, I know fart jokes are really beneath uh, us. But in the end, I didn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> or any of the things. Actually, what I did was... You just jerked him off and looked at Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the amount it's of love interest. I pour back into you. You fucking Casanova romantic <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Hey, I, I fucked me while eating cookies today, so. <laughs> See, that puts my Pinterest to shame. That See, was the most amazing thing in the world. This is, I just don't care. I just want to have perverted podcast be us just having. What? Yeah. Um, it was the most amazing thing. Like, because when Bunny goes into little space, sometimes she wants to top as a little. And so um, she gets, it's like a more, explain little topping. Uh, it's just fun. It's, I mean, I get a, it's like I get to be bratty, and instead of getting beaten for it, I get to beat somebody else. And get a cookie. And get a cookie. <laughs> so they made cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a honey. My honey bunny's going to violate Every you. Every time I look over, she gives me the pouty <laughs> face. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, but bunny's going to spank you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. So... I bring in a plate of cookies, and I kind of, you know, we've had a little powwow about what she was going to do. 
And uh, and I'm like, you know, hey, this is could be fun. Put the plate on her ass and tell her don't move and don't knock over the fucking your plate of cookies. And if she does, you know, give her a little treat. And so Bunny goes to the next level and just like a pimp boss, like she spanks her and they have fun and whatever. And Mew's feeling good, you know, because she's in a position other than just laying in Jabba position. So she's feeling that circulation. And then literally Bunny just gets this look like I am the king of the world. She gets the strap on. She starts fucking doing Mew. Mew's just like into it and, and you know, got the vibrator going. And Bunny's just chewing on chocolate, fresh made chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> and I look over at her because I'm cleaning the room. Let them have their time. And I look over and she just has this look. <laughs> that was that was like yeah, bitch. This you is the like life, it, don't you? <laughs> this is the life. It was good. It was amazing. It was good in the love. Hey, I never finished my story. Oh, actually, sorry. it's actually it's very anticlimactic now. <laughs> <laughs> you shoved a cookie up his ass and said, "Does your ass know when to eat a cookie?" <laughs> An ice cream sandwich. <laughs> While it's melting. No, you I fucking just, love guru. I'm fully aware that this is that. I took offense. He didn't mean offense. I'm That's sure just he how he felt. He's just. Yeah. But I couldn't help it. I laid on the sarcasm as thick as I fucking <laughs> could, and I said, "Wow, that is so cool that your body is smart enough to know that. <laughs> that is so amazing. Your body is so smart. Your kidneys must be really, really intellectual because they're pissing so well. Oh, is that what my what? Nothing. What? So, I uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. That's amazing. It got me. <laughs> you see, you got really sarcastic with him? Yes. Good. He grabbed me by my collar and pulled <laughs> me down to the ground, so my <laughs> face was touching the carpet. <laughs> oh, look, your body just put me in a submissive <laughs> position. That is so smart. How did you do that all on your, without your brain? <laughs> you have an incredible autopilot, creative explorer. <laughs> when he put your face down to the ground and went over your pointed up ass, you should have blurped right in his face. <laughs> I blamed it on my Oops. body. <laughs> my body. I guess my body's not that smart. I'm going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> Why oh, did I bring this Oh, up? look, my pancreas is... <laughs> That's the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, uh, I don't even have jingles. You what? have no <laughs> fucking jingles. Nothing's working. Nothing. Wait. Oh, that's freaky. We're gonna have to sing every fucking song. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> this is gonna be the the no jingles. Wait a minute. Show. Hang on a sec. Hang on. Hang. Wait. I, we're I picking can, up. I can sing this one. Too. Wait. Uh, uh, <laughs> wait. Your eyes are bugging out. We got nothing. Bunny's eyes are big enough. She's very excited about singing everything. I'm gonna go ahead and just uh, just turn the our little. We've never had that little That's jingles just strange. turned off. Yeah. Okay. Turn. All right. So go ahead, Bunny. What fet? Oh, she it is sing. the fet lifetime. Now we can sing. The one she Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. One, two. I want two, three, four. Just, just another, another day on fet life with bondage, kink, and freaky sex. Ooh, that is freaky. The kinds of things we see on fat life will leave you happy, horny, enlightened, or possibly perplexed. For your peace of mind. 
<laughs> this is a show that probably shouldn't we exist. We don't know what we're doing Because today. my body's not smart enough to hit the right fucking buttons. That life is a monkey. and chicks would come all over the face. Yeah. Looks like your body figured it out. Events and shit like that. I just restarted it and it worked. I still like Bunny's version better. Bunny's version was much better. Look, we're already like a half hour. People are driving to work going, somebody's body must have poured tequila in everybody's water. Stop it. It's going to be time. all day. The whole show is going to be better. <laughs> and my smart body. <laughs> so funny. Look, Bunny's muse butt is, is in doing? the air. She's covering Look, her she's head because she's so embarrassed because you're making fun of her. She's not embarrassed. Come on. Look she knows at her. What all you see is. is a butt sticking out. I like that butt sticking out. I'm Someone's going to grab that butt. You want, you're no. closest to it. Nah. Why don't you reach over? Can you reach okay. over and just grab that? Maybe roll over there. Just roll over there. Just grab it. Oh, look at that. Give her some, Can you give her a smack? Harder? That's good. She yes. needs that. Notice that she, she got didn't. She some cute little lady appointment poking out there. A little, that little uh, Mary McCheese sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> She's thrashing now. What, what was that? You, what are you talking about? You've never heard that? That if you turn, if you, when a woman bends over, when they yeah. have the little puffy labia sticking uh-huh. out, if you look at it, it looks like a little McDonald's hamburger. Like Mayor McCheese. Yeah, like Mayor <laughs> McCheese. So you call it a Mayor McCheese. Am I wrong? Yeah, I think you you're see, wrong. When you see, you look at it from the side. They've done stuff where they've turned the labia, you know, they turn the girl on her side and they draw Homer Simpson and that the puffy labia looks like Homer Simpson's mouth. Because it's like a little... a little. Unger, ha- are you familiar with this phenomenon? Uh, he shook his head. He no. just sh- he's like, I'm tapping out of this. <laughs> I'm not talking about women's you labia. You are not going to get pussy for it. <laughs> Five thousand years. I shall not suffer your fate. <laughs> I have ended. Now you offended her. She's leaving. No, she's not. She, she's well, going to the bid. She's going. She's turning, oh, she's the turning air off the air. Off. <laughs> We're signing all this. All right. So what do we got? Let's, all right. This we've is had from fun. our good friend Laz. The Lazinator. Laz, I've been waiting. Captain this. Button. Captain. <laughs> Captain Button. Uh, Laz wrote a piece called "The Spectrum of Abuse." This is going to be good. He says, when I was a kid, it was discovered that a child molester lived in the neighborhood and had lured children into his house to play naked games with them before giving them cookies for their silence. Once this came to light, everyone was alerted to the dangers of such predatory individuals, and children were asked to report any abuses. So when my pretty teenage babysitter tucked my t-shirt front in way too deep until it made my tummy feel funny... I didn't bother mentioning it because that certainly wasn't anything like what happened to those other kids. Or when my mom's friend took me bowling alone and proceeded to give me a hands-on lesson on how to swing the ball between my legs. Well, I didn't bother mentioning that either because no one explained that consent violations existed on a spectrum. Perhaps they didn't think I'd get it, and yet they had no problem explaining the many shades of gray when it came to cuss words and how darn and damn and ass were different from shit and fuck and cunt. Just because something exists on a sliding scale doesn't mean that the lesser transgressions are better or even good. It just puts the violations in perspective and it makes it legitimate to also scale one's responses. Equating all abuses as the same meant that I felt like I'd be crying wolf unnecessarily, in effect calling 911 for stubbing my toe. Ah. 
Mm. Very thought-provoking piece. Thank you, Laz, for writing that. I have long been a fan of his writing, but this one was very, very good because I think... it. Oh, well, he could, it could mean a lot of different things, but if... Uh, yeah, go ahead. You no, go, you go, go, no, 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 okay. <laughs> my mouth is part <laughs> of my body, and it could make a mistake and say something that offends people. Well, heaven forbid. Heaven forbid I offend people. You offend people all the time. Why are you suddenly so afraid of offending people? Oh, oh, that's right. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, you go first. Okay. Well, I happen to agree 100% with him, and I've seen, unfortunately, too often lately how... Saying, not saying that one is better than the other, but simply mm-hmm. scaling down your response based on the level of that transgression is somehow taken as a very, very bad thing. Sure. It's somehow taken as if you are dismissing one because it's not as extreme a, exactly. as the other. And absolutely not. It's, and I love that he gave examples as to how this actually worked against him in growing up. Because I think it is very important to understand that this is a spectrum. It is a very wide scale in which not everything is the same. Imagine somebody who's brutally gang raped. And you're standing there saying that their pain and their emotional trauma is the same as somebody who was patted on the behind. Sure. Does it mean that you're saying one is better, one is worse? It simply it doesn't means say that, that you're you don't scaling feel down that your you don't, Yeah, you don't feel violated or, or whatever, but yeah, and and pain is pain is pain. Maybe for one person getting patted on the, the butt um, is psychologically traumatic and it sends you and triggers all these, hey, I can't take that away from you. If you're, if that is, whatever your pain is, that's your pain, but... But see how to it's say there's not a difference. It, it, uh, I think th- it's making you nervous even talking about well, it because because I'm 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 having all these conflicting thoughts that I don't want to diminish anyway because ultimately consent is consent is consent and if something is done to you that makes you feel uncomfortable you have every right to speak up for yourself and say don't touch me you don't I I don't feel comfortable with this you don't and if somebody doesn't uh, abide by that consent you have every right to say. Um, <clears throat> that uh, I I'm gonna seek out support. I'm gonna you know whether it's my support group, the police, friends, whatever. If there's a law against it, um, you absolutely have the right. But just as there are different levels of punishment in law that has been around, that we have made laws. Every society makes laws. They identify a difference in intensity. Of crimes that are committed. There's a difference there between are misdemeanors, murder one and manslaughter. There are felonies. There are some. Yes. So there is a a difference as far as as what it can be. And once again, I'm not telling anybody that you're because I, I had. I mean, my friend and I when I was seven, I, I was seven years. He was older. He used to stick his dick in my asshole and make me stick my dick in his asshole. And we did that for about a year or two. And I looked up to him, and that was the game we played. So when I found out, you know, as that that had a lot of effect on me. That had a tremendous effect on me. It shouldn't have. It was kids experimenting, whatever. It shouldn't have, but it did. It really fucked me up, set a whole pace for a lot of things that uh, happened. I still obviously have things in how I respond to men and gay and all that stuff. Great. That's fine. 
still not as bad as my uncle, you know, maybe getting, I've heard stories, all the stories that we hear of intense, incredible, horrible abuses. Then I have situations where I joked about on the show where the coach from, uh, you know, my elementary school gave me a ride home and then laid me over his lap and tried to teach me how to not be ticklish. Not be ticklish. That never had any effect on me whatsoever. Because it just didn't, I mean, maybe he had a boner in my back. I don't know. It Obviously, now I look back on that, and I'm like, yeah, that might have been a little, uh, you know, a little questionable. <laughs> More than a little questionable. But there's definitely ways I look at different things. The the Above all, the shit that I dealt with, the physical and the verbal abuse and the, de- you know, the humiliation and all the shit I dealt with my childhood, had they all had varying levels of effect. So I, I can't speak for everyone else how everyone is, but there does, but ultimately... If it's a competition of whose fucking shit is worse than somebody else's shit, there's always going to be a debate. There's always going to be a competition. People are always going to try to prove so they can get either more attention, more help, more support, whatever the fucking agenda is. Everyone says, someone says, I got my arm cut off. Someone wants to say, well, I didn't get my arm cut off, but this happened and it's worse. There's always going to be that. So that's fine. Let people have whatever they want. My point of view for myself is I can be a victim about anything that happens in my life. And I have been a victim many times. And I have created myself as the victim many times. But it just comes down to me. And this is my personal. You can do whatever you want. There comes a time where it's 100% my responsibility to decide, am I going to continue to be a victim and spread the word that I am a victim Or am I going to do whatever it takes to become a survivor? Because a survivor is going to deal with whatever the offense is on whatever spectrum and is going to start taking steps so that I can be okay and I can protect myself. And if part of being a survivor is creating, you know, groups that talk about positive ways to support people who have been abused, you know, all of those things are part of being a survivor. But I'm not in competition because there's people in you know parts of the world right now that are being blown up and taken out and dragged out and raped and you know we can we can put those things together forever but all i can say is if something affects you that's great but at some point are you just going to use this to be a victim for the rest of your life because you can just like last week when i said you get to be miserable the rest of your life but i'm going to try to get past that Right, but that's, Does that make uh, any sense well, whatsoever? It absolutely makes sense. But you did go off into something. I'm wondering if you're saying that that's what's in the piece or that's... I, I, well, what I got from the piece is maybe just because I'm projecting what I'm hearing a lot of people say is, oh, yeah, you got raped, but this person sent me an inappropriate email and now that's just as bad as your gang rape. And... But that's exactly what he's saying, is that you need to scale your response based on what actually happened. Sure. And that there is a difference And even though it is, it, it's, it's har- horrible to get that email, it's, uh, but it, it's not the same as being physically assaulted. It can be unpleasant, but unpleasant, even the word unpleasant, all these words are subjective. If sure. people do not understand what the, ter- what the word subjective means, look it up, man, because not everything has the same level of offense. It certainly doesn't to other people, but even in the law, right. there will be different levels and uh, different punishments for different 
crimes, even with the same crime, depending on what they do. We haven't listened to Bunny at all. We've just been shutting her out. Got anything to say? <laughs> no? I, I, I mean, I agree uh, that definitely you should, I mean, it sh- people should consider the the level yeah. of offenses. I mean, absolutely. But I don't want to, uh, but in that consideration. Well, of course, because everybody's going to, I could react totally different from you to the same thing happening to both of us. And I mean, either way, how you react to that, like your feel as we say a lot, your feelings are valid to how you react to that but um i mean there's i i think there's still a difference ultimately it's your responsibility whatever if you want to believe that your negative email is equivalent to someone else's gang rape then that's fine but are you going to be a survivor or are you going are you doing it to be the victim because a lot of people a lot and fuck you and ahead of time for the hate a lot of people just really like to be the victim. A lot of people want to get that attention. A lot of people want to be a part of a club that sucks the life out of other people. And that is a negative behavior. A lot of people are blowing up things that um, are very easy to deal with, and they're playing the victim. And uh, they work that <laughs> in groups and, and everything, and I get it. You, you're free to do it, but... But that's exactly what he's talking about. I mean, Matt Damon makes a comment. He says there's a difference between patting someone on the butt and rape or child molestation. Both of those behaviors need to be confronted and eradicated without question, but they shouldn't be conflated. And people lost their fucking shit. They lost their shit to the point where he had to go in and he didn't have to, but he decided to apologize as if what he said was a crime. What he said was perfectly rational. It yes. was reasonable. You shouldn't conflate the two. And you, the conversation can't even begin because you get shut down immediately for how dare you. Because the minute you say something like that, what people hear is you're saying that one you should is be able to get less. away with a pat on the butt. Exactly. And like and not get away with it. Yeah. And that's yeah. not it at all. And you can't could, even have the conversation. And that's where we come back to consent. Consent is consent is consent. You should not have the right to touch anybody or do anything. And that includes children who nobody advocates for. Um, uh, you shouldn't have your consent violated. We get that. But to say... Hey, yeah. uh, no, I get it. There was one part that uh, he really sums it up. Um, and this is last, by the way. And he said, when people fail to recognize that consent violations exist on a spectrum, then they run the risk of invalidating someone who may, fe- may be made to feel slightly uncomfortable as opposed to being aggressively assaulted. The intention may have been to empower, but it instead may engender self-doubt. That's true from a kid's point of view. When we were younger, my mom, after getting divorced, I've told this story before, made it very clear to us that we had rights and we had every right to demand to be treated in the way we wanted to be treated. So she, she stopped making us kiss our relatives, hello or goodbye. Yeah. And she set us aside and asked us, is there anybody, anybody who makes you feel uncomfortable? And I remember thinking to myself, there is somebody that makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to say anything because he didn't actually do anything. I felt stupid bringing it up. And so I didn't. But she kept pushing. And when I finally told her, well, so-and-so's friend, uh, a husband, uh, I don't know what to say. Father. Yeah. yeah, my friend's father. I said, he uh, he just makes me feel uncomfortable. As a kid, I couldn't r- really verbalize it. And she said, how? And I said, well, I don't know. He's just, 
yeah. he puts his hand on on my back, and sometimes it goes too low, and sometimes he pats me on the butt a little. It doesn't. He doesn't do anything wrong, but I'm just uncomfortable. And my mom didn't freak the fuck out. She didn't confront the guy. She said, "You know what? That's all I need to hear. If you are uncomfortable." That's the end of the fucking story. If you don't want to go over there anymore, you don't want to spend the night over there anymore, if you want to confront him, if you want my help, that's fine. But he is never to do that again, and you have every right to say something. And I felt elated that my mom was standing by me and wasn't telling me, that's a really stupid thing you just said. It changed so much of my life. Just as for Laz, unfortunately, in the negative, it changed a lot of his life. From that moment forward, he didn't understand. He internalized that and thought, well, there must be something wrong with me or I'm never going to speak up because it's not the same thing. Whereas for me, it empowered me to, I mean, as a kid, to have your mother listen to you and validate you and tell you that you're strong for having said that and then give you the, the go-ahead to move forward through life Saying when you feel uncomfortable and and having the right to expect people to listen to you was just, it it was so, I wonder how my life would have been different if that moment hadn't occurred. I'll tell you how that life would have been different as a family that didn't have it. No, but, and that's what we can do as a community is maybe we don't have parents and family or whatever, but we can reach out to people that are going to support us and say, you absolutely have the right to speak up for yourself. No matter how small the infraction, you have the right to speak up for yourself. How you're going to deal with that as far as how offended you're going to be or how hurt you're going to be or how much therapy you're going to be. You could spend the rest of your life in therapy. They'll take your goddamn money. Um, Or how much time are you going to take responsibility and say, it is my job to not only advocate for myself, but to recover from whatever this infraction was against me. Yeah, no? No stuff? Yeah, yeah. I just... um I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, it's just I'm a dude, so no, I'm not obviously understa- if what? I say anything, then I don't understand. Wow, Boogie, you read my mind. Yeah, no, exactly no, I'm just saying that was the... That's why I come to the show every well, week, that's why if I, guy. If, well, if I said anything against, uh, you know, being pat on the butt or said that it's not that big of a deal... You'd be Matt Damon. Then I would be, be Matt, Matt Damon. So yeah. that's why I start with, hey, by the way, as a child, I had a dick up my fucking ass, so I get I get my street cred. It's not a fun thing to say, but I say it so I can beat the fact that I'm I'm a guy. Well, and you that, don't that need I don't anything have... other. I mean, that's yeah. a, just it. The conversation gets shut down. Some, it won't even happen sometimes because you even. I mean, you've proven and the point. Every, You're afraid of saying something f- for fear of being called a horrible person. Right. So you don't even start the conversation. You get shot down before you have a chance to open your mouth. But you know what? A lot of people get shut down. Women yeah. get shut down. I, I mean, a lot of people get shut down. So this isn't just oh poor poor boogie man well, i'm using uh, you as an example nobody's no, saying, I'm saying it's no only i'm you. saying we're all we're 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 all under this this gun and what nothing Did you just look at smirky ass look i've got a smirky ass look well, you know me <laughs> stop Tyler, don't look doing that voice mute does not sound like that <laughs> oh man uh, she's giving you the look you better just cut this this you joke is over you know what? what? Who, who drove you around today to get two raids so that you could get to the next step to get your Mew character on Pokemon Go? I did. So she knows that I fucking love the hell out of her and that this is a bit. And, and, it, you, sh- and you show it great. by making that voice and calling her <laughs> Job of the Mew. <laughs> Job of the Mew. Oh. See, so she's giving you that look again. Ah, she hates me. Well, <laughs> I'll give her a kiss later. 
Well, yeah. that, that was a. Uh, I don't know what we just did. We might have just ended our own show. Well, I, I thanks, so, Laz, for so letting us use that. Thanks, Laz. Oh, Lord of Buttons. Haiku <laughs> attack. <laughs> we have haiku attack, Kathy. I'm going to need to go first. What, what's the What's this haiku attack? This one is anal beads. Unger. Why do I have to go first? Because I said so. And I'm yelling. <laughs> yes, you are. No one's going to get it, but I don't care. Okay. Good for you. We're with you. Pearls on a silk cord. Subaru above tricked us. It's her ass, not neck. Yeah, you're right. We don't get this. Haiku attack! Leave it to Unger. See, because that would imply someone ripped off someone's head and shoved anal beads in it. In a Subaru? In a Subaru. Having to the backseat of a Subaru? It could be. I think Subaru is a character in something. No? No, he's shaking his head. We're never going to figure this out. So Unger did anal beads in a Subaru. Uh, It's an astronomy thing. Oh, Oh, really? Yes. Subaru is a constellation. I like it. I like random. Japanese form of the Pleiades. Oh, nice. Bunny. Bunny, my love. Okay. You have anal anal sex? uh, Okay, go Anal beads. Anal beads, right. Pop, pop, pop them in. One by one, they disappear behind a fleshy curtain. Haiku attack! (laughs) Very good. How funny that you chose some of those syllables. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. Mine was slightly different. Kathy, of course, protested, did not write haiku attacks because we were supposed to do annoyingly bad rap, and I didn't make a rap beat in there. You now know my shame. I protest. (sighs) Haiku attack! You know the show's called Perverted Podcast? Yeah. Yeah, because we're perverted. Yeah, that's your point. Seductive taboo. Heightened timing. Thunder comes. Pop, pop, pop. Oops. Ew. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> what? What? That, that was it. This I'm Sometimes glad I didn't join in. Is less than nice. You may need some fucking advice right now. We really should have it. I always what? say the show's going to be short. We're already like an hour. <laughs> We're just fucking We don't rambling. have that much more, actually. All right, go. All right, I don't know. Where are we? We're fucking in, uh, advice. Yeah, some oh, fucking okay. advice. This is going to be this good. This is from Anonymous. So let that be a lesson to anybody listening to the show. You can send in your stuff. Just put Anonymous. We don't have to use your name if you're afraid of that. That being said. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> Don't do that during a giant freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> my body knows you really like it. <laughs> oh, my God. Why did I bring this up? Okay. And our attendance <laughs> just, just drips died right away. On us. Don't give a fuck. All right. Anonymous wrote... Hello, perverted podcast hosts. I'm a groovy newbie to kink from Phoenix, Arizona. I have now listened to every episode and I enjoy the show so much. I listen at work and I love the circus insanity and the deeper moments of connection. I was raised Christian Mormon and Ah. taught guilt and shame for being a sexual creature. I'm now atheist and am stepping out into the world of polyamory and especially non-monogamy. Is this me? 
<laughs> Sounds very much yeah, like. Very did you write into the show, I Boogie? Did, I didn't do the Mormon <laughs> thing, but yeah. <laughs> Question for Boogie, he says. I'm 30 and divorced, and my kink is definitely the daddy-daughter dynamic. Good. How would you suggest getting over the old shame programming and getting down to enjoying my perversions? And then he ends it by saying, thanks for keeping the world kinky and for the journey over the last 145 episodes. I laugh out loud to Kathy and Unger and Boogie's music is radical. radical. I think this is dating him. Radical. Yeah. Child of the 80s. The sex positive environment and the emphasis on communication is changing the way I think about adult play and sex. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, thank you very much. A lot of kind words. Thank you very much. Kathy, of course, yelling at me last week because I don't say thank you. Actually, that was Bunny that yelled at me. Yeah. Or someone. Good that for you, I Bunny. That when I someone compliments you. me, I don't say thank you very much. And, well, he asked me if he sounded emo on the show. Did and I'm I? like, only only when you like refuse to answer <laughs> Kathy, when Kathy read a compliment that somebody wrote. Yes. In. It does make me incredibly uncomfortable. But Get thank you very it. much for your kind words. And yeah. on to your thing, this is actually, and this is, I was talking to Bunny about this. Um, <clears throat> we had the question last week about... From a, no, a few it weeks was a, ago. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago, and Bunny had a really great comment, and it's kind of, it's we're just going to be repeating the same thing because it yeah. applies to so many things, and what? that is the, the taking it slow aspect, because you got programmed over a long period of time to have mm-hmm. guilt and shame, so it's going to take a little while to address that voice when it comes right. up, and then just say, hey, you know what? I understand that you're there. That's totally cool. But I'm going to stick my finger in this butthole right now because that's hot. And I'm going to go ahead and proceed with my life because this is part of my happiness. I understand that religions work by oppressing you. They, they work by making you dissatisfied with your life to make you martyr so you feel repressed. And that way you are willing to do stuff to keep the religion going and then live for some eternal reward. That is all just part of the programming. And so what you're doing now is you're now living your life. You're now living against that whole concept because now you're saying as an atheist, you're saying, hey, this life is important. This is my important moment. This is technically my heaven. This is what I make of it. And if you have opportunities to enjoy your life logic says this is the time to do it because there is no uh, guarantee of anything after this so if you don't take this moment to live your life now you're just religion tells you to be a martyr and and give up all the pleasures of life so because you're going to get supposedly some worshiping god's big toe in heaven for eternity is supposedly better than fucking uh watching your girlfriend eat a cookie while fucking your other girlfriend. <laughs> um, a lot they know. So I think it's just, it's part of that program of literally switching that mentality back to truth, which is, this is your life. You get to enjoy it. Yeah. You get to Anything to add? Um, I, it just, everything that Boogie just said, I, it's, it has been, I mean, programming is a thing. And if you spent your entire life for 30 years or a lot of it, however much in, in a super conservative Mormon, super, super conservative religion. I mean, it's definitely going to take time to work on that. You're still um, going to hear those voices. Definitely going to still hear those voices. So it's just learning what you can do to kind of work through that little by little. Um, kind of, I mean, kind of the same thing I talked about before. It's, 
just being in a community, seeing other people or hearing about other people's experiences, seeing that you can be happy and do these things and, and, and not, I don't know, explode person in hellfire. And Absolutely. And, and I want to throw in a little bit of a dynamic that that makes total sense, but I don't think we say enough. And that is understanding, especially when you're dealing with a deconversion, where you are leaving a religion. Most people, that is because their whole family has a connection to that religion. If you were raised Mormon, that means your whole family, most of your family is Mormon. Yeah. And just because you've deconverted from the religion and now are living that life, you now have to deal with that separation anxiety because now the people that were supposedly your loved ones and trusted them and, and they, you know, that you had that connection with now there's guilt and shame because you've severed that connection because now they don't approve of you anymore. You have now done something. If, if they find out obviously that you Mm -hmm. left the church or whatever, now you have to deal with your family. A lot of times this is a very ugly situation and they don't understand, and maybe even the ones that are mildly supportive, they still look at you with that judgment because you are not following the religion that they're still following. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of pain in that because you're alone now. You know, when I deconverted, I had a whole church full of people that these were the people that I interacted with on a daily basis for a number of years. And now, because I have opened my eyes and pursued a more truthful life and deconverted from the religion, I have now given up all of those, most of those people, because most of those people, every conversation is now completely going to be to try to manipulate me back into that religion. So part of that guilt and shame that you have is, A, you get to enjoy it, but B, you're kind of on your own doing it. And that's a hard thing to deal with. Yeah, that's scary. It's very scary. So I would also suggest building those those friends that Mm -hmm. understand building friendships with people in the community that are going to encourage you, that are going to let you know it is okay to not have this guilt or shame. Because the mind, you know, all that programming, there's a lot of losses. There's a price to be paid for for walking away from something that you think is bullshit, even even though it may be bullshit, you still had a lot of connections to it. Does that make sense? It, it absolutely does, sense. does, yes. And I would yeah. say, um, God, I'm assuming this is a dude. This was anonymous. I don't, I don't we have know no who, clue. Okay, this person, uh, if you believed in a life after death and in a supreme being, and now you are an atheist, as you say, uh, the shame then isn't coming from this imaginary God because you know that yeah, it's imaginary it, yeah. not, not exists. And my point is that it's always helped me in the past to really uh, pinpoint and focus where the shame is coming from. Because if it's if you're really an atheist and you no longer believe in that, there there no, can be no shame coming from that quarter. But then you have to decide where is the shame coming from? Is it coming from your community? you know your social life or is it coming from your loved ones or both i know that may that may sound like a ridiculously simple distinction but i think for me whenever i've tried to get to the bottom of an unpleasant feeling it has always helped to really focus down on where exactly it's coming from because if you then say well i don't give a shit about the society or my or my community it's my loved ones that i got a problem with it makes it easier to at least you know what you're dealing with and you know where to where to 
where you need to focus your attention in order to fig- figure out the problem. If you're saying, well, no, it's the community at large because I live in a rural area and it doesn't matter. Uh, I will be ostracized with, with people right. find this out. Uh, your choices of how you're going to deal with it will be different depending on where that shame is coming from. So and it might not even be gu- at that point in that situation. It's not really guilt and shame. It's actually your your guilt and shame is about I'm going to do this because I believe I should. But look what I'm going to lose. And then there's another voice that starts going, are you really willing to give up all this love and support of these Christian Mormon sure. people in your life so that you can go and be, you know, li- you know, enjoy your sexuality, you know, and it starts doing that math. And then you the the logic side has to go. This isn't about this is about following a better truth. This is about seeking the truth. You know, and that's going to have some consequences, and and, and but it's not a guilt or shame response, right? Those consequences aren't always pleasant. I mean, you you made the decision to, well, maybe it was over time where you 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 stopped um, associating with these people together. A lot, yeah, most of them. Yeah, I had a couple of people that were kind of like, you know what, I love you no matter what, and and you know, I I kept contact with with a couple of those people, and and I went to a church. That wasn't a fire and brimstoney church. I mean, you still went to hell if you didn't, uh, you know, accept the bullshit. Um, but every conversation was, "Come on, man, can we just pray? Can we just, you know?" And after a while, you're just like, "I these these people are they're just going to stay there, and yeah. I let them have it." So yeah, I, I just eventually I had to really uh, just kind of kind of leave i mean i went back for a funeral and er, er, years later and i already i'd been done all this stuff online and i had all this horrible shit in my dick and everything and some of those people knew and they're like so you've been uh you've been very active see i can see that you're still still haven't come back to jesus and uh you know that's very very that thing you uh you know you you had your monster eyes and you were twirling your penis around like a rodeo. That's that that uh, that's that's that gives you happiness, right? <laughs> a little passive aggressive, ah. but uh, in the, for the most part. But some people, it is real. Hey, turn or burn, you're going to fucking hell. And if you don't turn around, I don't have anything to do with you. So there was some of those people that literally they're like, well, obviously you're possessed by the devil, and and we can't hang around with you. But uh, it's 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 a difficult thing, and uh, but ultimately, I wish I could believe the lie because I would be very blissful in that ignorance. And I had I was able to sleep in the dark when I believed that that shit. You know, you know what's so interesting that for me it was the exact opposite. Oh really? When I I be- when I believed in a life after death, I I was afraid of the dark. Yeah, and when. Uh, I when I woke up one day and found that my belief in God was gone. Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck am I afraid of? There's no, no, no there's no, no. boogeyman under the <laughs> no under I, the yeah, bed. I, there's I no was devil. the opposite. I was the opposite because I knew my you know my deity could beat the crap out of all the demons. That was that was what I believed. Right. And so in the opposite, now it's just oh, you're going to be a schizophrenic when you see this hallucination. So that's the logical side. So right. then I'm afraid. Yeah. What did you say? Oh, I just said I'm not. I'm like. I'm not like religious. Right. But I think I'm more spiritual. A little spiritual. I, th- I, th- 
I feel some things sometimes. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> I feel some things sometimes. I'm yeah. sure you do. Keep it in your pants. I, oh, plus side, though. Yeah. For them, I mean, if they're into role playing at all. Oh, God, that's a great way to do some blasphemy <laughs> play. Exercise uh, the demon. <laughs> I know you're, they're probably a regular Mormon, but the FLDS Mormons who take all the wives, wow. that's some good role-play <laughs> territory right there. Spend Bam. Mm. Mm. Huh, some polygamy. Just you know, do you see where her mind goes? Immediately. I, why do you think she's there? here? Immediately. <laughs> the role, the nasty role-playing. We're going to do that. We're going to have to... <laughs> Why is she whispering to you? Why you whisper? I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that. <laughs> what? Oh, what the age play stuff that we do? Yeah. 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 You can talk about it. It's fine. It's fantasy. It's role play. I was just going to say some, you could definitely do some dark age play. Yeah. With a consenting adult With that is two consenting adults. Two consenting adults that, uh, That's right. that do. Absolutely. <sighs> Should we go on to the next? Uh, I think we should. Haiku on talk. Oh, I'm supposed to have a little music after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Boogie. I suck. This uh, our final haiku attack. Which Unger will start? Again? <laughs> well, I mean, now we have an order, so. Okay. Unger! Can't fuck up the scene. Hand yes, job. Kathy. Hand job. What about them? This will be hand. Tell us we will what end you know. Our lovely show. I don't know anything. Haiku. Oh, okay. Well, tell us your Anything haiku. going on in the chat room, by the way? Uh, random talking about throwing stars and videos of of um, water slide mishaps. Wow. wow. They are why all would you? Those why, I think it should be forbidden to watch those because that just kills water slides. I love that. It's just bad for... <laughs> Like water, so like people just flying I'm out. Not watching the videos, so I don't know. I mean, I've seen some. <laughs> you see when Why you go, do you watch some that? fucker goes around a corner and they're like, and "Woo!" Right out of the corner, and it's all rocks, and you're like, "Ah!" I, I think that guy actually like broke like an arm and a leg. And yeah, it's actually <laughs> bad. But oh, like, oh, you guys are horrible. Or they get the burn because there's not water yes. in a certain spot, and mm-hmm. then it's that's <laughs> always fun. Oh, okay. yeah, it's a, hey, a thrill no. ride. Part of the thrill is you could <laughs> get fucked up. Risk aware. Risk aware. Lube up your body. Just put a lot of silicone lube on your body before you go down just to <laughs> kind of skid over the dry the, parts. That can be bad, too. Well, would that be bad? If you, Yeah. Be, yeah. Does it get gummy? Did, it, yeah. And heat and friction, and then you actually. Hunger sounds it like worse. he's had some. Okay, don't with this. don't take my advice. Please don't, don't listen to don't anything listen. Boogie just said. I mean, so and don't for the love of fucking any imaginary god you believe in, please don't bring silicon lube to a public dungeon. This has been a public service or water park for from water your park. threshold janitor. Don't don't bring silicon lube. Okay, what do you got, Hunger? Oh, and then my phone went. Dark, hold on. <laughs> Dark phone. God, really? It, like emo oh, phone? Like all around me, yeah, familiar t- faces no, phone? No, te- just just technical. Like hello, darkness, my old friend. Please stand emo by. phone. <laughs> okay, all right. Deft hands toned by want. <laughs> Fruits of your arduous toil, all over your new blouse. <laughs> oh. 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 That sounds like t- it came from some experience. That so. came. I came from. Ah, ah, oh my god! More listeners evacuate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bad alien sci-fi. 
Kathy and I sit out. How many listeners can we get rid of? That was <laughs> in one, one show. Isn't last supposed to do a new uh, button? Yeah. For what was the button? I got it. Striving for fewer. <laughs> for, uh, for listeners, listeners one show at a time <laughs> something like that <laughs> so fucking true uh, okay all right okay. bunny let me hear squeeze pull up and down sticky cum falls to the ground but none in my mouth <laughs> did you see her eyes bug out she's very happy she's not a big fan of the jizz uh the jizz no. is ha, folks, I'm jizzy. did you see the new video no. Jizzy the sperm bandit? I got to see the stuff. I got to get online more. You see him over there? On top of the shelf? That's Jizzy the sperm bandit. No, we I have a whole new, Yes, he I have is. a whole new video series. Is he a sperm? Yeah, yeah he's he like is. a little sperm. I don't know what the hell he is, but he looks is like a sperm. Is that a 99 cent store buy? Kind of. I shouldn't have bought his stuff because we apparently all have fleas now. But it looks like a little sperm. And so I made like this whole character. And I want to do like 800 of them. And he's like, ha, I'm Jizzy. <laughs> If I get caught in your hair, don't worry. Don't use peanut butter. No. Stop no, it. I just... Hi, I'm Jizzy. No, don't make a character called Jizzy. Would you please just... It's too late. It's already made. It's already up. Oh. It's right there. Hi, I'm Jizzy. If you have sex in a jacuzzi, don't let me out, because I stick to everything. Thank you. It's got like a hardcore heavy metal. Have you done your, your haiku yet? No. The music. <laughs> Oh. Is it on a loop? It is now. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Look, the thing crashed. It said, fuck you. Did it? Wait. Yeah. Oh, no, it didn't. <laughs> there it is. Just hit random <laughs> buttons. <laughs> Just hit. <sighs> here's, my, uh, here's my haiku. What? Are you looking at Mew? Are you, you're Her calling phone? me Mew. Her phone? What? What are you doing? Oh, she's on. Oh, she wants Mew. She wants me to go over. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, what's going on here? Look at that. Oh. What? Oh. There's a cockroach over there. A dead one. It's not dead. I found her that? a Fred. Oh, my God. That's dead. That's <laughs> what we just stopped the show. Sorry. <laughs> what? I, think, I don't think it's dead. Wait, what is it dead? What kind of a co-host so are you? <laughs> I made her happy. You got another Fred, honey. That's now we have twenty of them. Now okay. I get brownie. Don't points. put. You're gonna put it. Okay, sure. Have two Freds out by the door. Ugh. Sure, honey. This is the show, Perverted Podcast. By the way, yes. if you're new listening to Perverted Can Podcast, it, it really doesn't get better. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the sad part. That's, that's the, true. It <laughs> doesn't get better. That's the button, Perverted Podcast. It doesn't get better. <laughs> Look at how happy she is. She just put a yeah. dead roach next to the other dead roach outside the door. What's up, oh. Unger? Look at they just kissed. Unger has something to say. Yes, can Unger. we eat, Fred? You no! can. Don't you can. say we'll, that. We'll get Don't you some honey. God, that is disgusting. <sighs> That's a very good. That's why I do it. Nobody's <laughs> eating a dead cockroach. Should I even read this? Yes, yes. hurry up already. <laughs> we just end the show. <laughs> no, we have a perverted mailbox after this. Do we? Yes. That's right there, perverted oh, okay. mailbox. Up the flesh flagpole, squeeze the base, milk the hog horn. Check your Instagram. Thank you. Check your Instagram. Isn't that what you do when you jerk off Creative Explorer? Pinterest. Pinterest. I Pinterest. Don't know. Wait, what, how many syllables was that? That wouldn't fit. Check your Instagram. No, it's three. Whatever. Whatever. Jesus Christ! I don't even know. Don't even Can know we just know. end the show? No, no. I have perverted mailbox. <laughs> Mailbox, yeah. yeah.
<laughs> Dear HBO, <laughs> Showtime, any of those places that we wanted to be on one day? Not going to happen, Boogie. Goodbye. <laughs> it's not for you. No. Okay, let's get out of here. Ropesadora wrote to us a while back. She said, just wanting you, you wonderful pervs to know, I managed to drive into work today listening to episode 145 and made it safely to my destination. Woohoo! The curse Woo! is lifted. Oh, they didn't crash their car? They didn't crash their car. <laughs> and now I'm going into a board meeting singing, who doesn't love a no? <laughs> I'm a straight shooter and I'm going in your poodle. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I don't have that. With a big yeah. grin on my face. Thank you for providing such a fun, informative, and real podcast. That's what we're doing right now, Bernie. This is real. That's, that's real. That's the that's word what they for like. it. That's what the word. Does You're our body know? <laughs> Does our body our know body this knows is real? When it's real. Because <laughs> I have gas. <laughs> it really helps us feel more connected in our quiet, small town, rural location. That's great. That's only one. I got another one. Oh. Quit your clapping. <laughs> Save it to the end. Just Thank you, Ropes to do That was very nice. Can you imagine living in a small little rural community where all you and got? And singing Who Doesn't Love Anal? <laughs> yes, I can. Well, if you email us, I'll, I'll just email you the MP3. Uh, Ropes Adora, you heard it here. Actually, email anyone that uh, That's true. I'll just email. Yeah, anybody. <laughs> but, but especially Ropes Adora. All right. This one. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Manda Kitten wrote to us and said, My husband and I have been listening to your show for several months now. It gives us a lot to discuss about our relationship and also laughing at Boogie's antics. Boogie, you have antics. What's an antic? Quit your antics, man. That's is, everything you do, is basically. like an yeah. epileptic ant? Right. Antics. <laughs> no. I've learned a lot about myself as many of your subjects are thought-provoking for me. I identified with Kathy on so many levels, and I'm thankful for her insight and self-expression. That's so nice. (laughs) I, too, am demisexual and take things very slowly and oftentimes feel apologetic and different because of that. But hearing I'm not the only one like that gives me some confidence in my process. Thank you guys for all the work you do in putting the show together and for opening yourselves up on a personal level. Thank you. That's right. Demisexual pedantics unite. And now I can push. Now I can push the end (laughs) show button. And push it. (laughs) That is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org. Find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you for all the people who are here tonight. Definitely to Mew with her butt in the air most of the show. Woo! It's a great to ass. Buddy for sitting lounging in the guest host chair. <laughs> <laughs> and to Unger and everybody in the chat room. Yay. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, either email us at pervertedpodcast.com or call us at 424-226-2037. Boogie. Nobody calls. Nobody? Okay. 424-226-2037. If you're listening to this, get on the fucking phone and give us a phone and call. Wait, Bunny made a point. Bunny did make a point that some people, or was it, was it? Mew. Bunny or Mew made the point that some people, because of the format of what we do, they may be anonymous and they don't want their voice. We will well, that was Mew. So you don't your... have to give your name and you can put a sock in your mouth if you want. Or frankly, r- leave a message and just say, by the way, this is anonymous. Please don't play my... this." Well, then they can just email. Well, it doesn't matter. They're contacting us. Don't shut them down. I'm not going to shut them down. Four two four two two six twenty thirty seven. Email, call. I don't care. Just we just need just, just reach. Otherwise, out. you get shows like this. <laughs> just talk <laughs> to us. Just, just reach out. Just talk to us. Just reach out. Just talk to us. 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 Just talk to
very meaty. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk to you again. Because of vision softly creeping. Left in seed while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains. And the sound. We will see you guys next week for show 153. Here's some song that I'm throwing out at the end. I don't know what because I didn't finish the song I was supposed to finish this week. We do have fun. We hope you guys have fun listening to us and you surely feel better about your lives listening to our failures. We will see you guys next week. Dick in your dick, spurt, spurt, that ought to do it, making babies, meh, ain't nothing to it. Come back in nine months and take all the credit, give the kid a fucking name and then fucking forget it. Deadbeat dad, you never feel bad, your baby's growing up all fucked up and mad. You think you're a man, but you ain't nothing but a punk, gonna tie you down and let a camel kick you in the junk. Please explain your logic because it fascinates me how you think being a worthless piece of shit somehow increases your masculinity. You're bragging to all your friends, but nobody's impressed because if you neglect your kids, you're not a man, you're just a little fucking bitch. Deadbeat dad, you never feel bad. Your baby's growing up all fucked up and mad. You think you're a man, but you ain't nothing but a punk. Gonna tie you down and let an astronaut fall from space. And kick you in the jaw. Society, because the kids you leave are now our mess. Much distress if you did this because your dad did this to you. Then you're a double douche because you knew how it felt, but you did it anyway. You suck. Old ladies, listen up, because these fucking guys exist. Just because someone tells you they love you doesn't mean they're going to raise the kids. If you want to ride the cock, you got to take some responsibility. Be more selective who you breed with or only fuck guys who've had vasectomies. Like me. (laughs) It's true. I just wrote this song so I could get laid. (laughs) Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that out loud. No, no, you shouldn't have. Ugh. Deadbeat dads, you never feel bad Your baby's growing up all fucked up and mad You think you're a man, but you ain't nothing but a punk Gonna tie you down and let a women's rugby team Kick you in the junk Deadbeat dad, you never feel bad Grow the fuck up I will butt fuck your mouth with my wiener. I just felt like saying that.